With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ben Roethlisberger is battered, and Najee Harris ain't going nowhere behind that Steelers disaster of an offensive line. Welcome to the Steelers Update Podcast from Penn Live, where we keep track of all things Steelers so you don't have to. This is John Lucy reporting. It was classic Mike Tomlin understatement. Ben Roethlisberger took too many hits and Najee Harris gained too few rushing yards. He was talking about that big loss at home versus the Raiders, but Tomlin could have been talking about the entire season to date for these 2021 Steelers. This is the Steelers' moribund offense in microchasm, and the blame for it all rests squarely on the broad shoulders, but so far small play of this supposedly rebuilt offensive line. Pittsburgh's aging pro bowlers on the line have been replaced with a squad of younger players with supposed potential. So far, they're showing none of it on the football field through two games. The lack of pass protection and run blocking has hamstrung the Pittsburgh attack, placed Ben Roethlisberger's season at risk, and ruined the debut of first-round draft pick Najee Harris. Sure, Harris had a great stiff arm and scored his first touchdown on a swing, a sweet swing pass versus the Raiders, but his production on the ground isn't much different than last year when James Conner was getting run out of town. In other words, same old Steelers and they won't get much better until this line learns to block pass rushers and open running lanes. As for a miracle transformation, do not hold your breath, Steelers Nation. Coach Mike Tomlin sure isn't. His description of the Steelers' offense going forward is that of an absolute struggle. This team will have to scratch and claw out wins until this young line matures into its role of being the foundation of the offense. Right now, this Steelers O is built upon mud, certainly not steel. None of it should be a surprise. This line was the glaring weak spot heading into the season. Now it's flashing a big red light of panic in Pittsburgh. It isn't nearly good enough. It's what led to Tomlin's fear-filled decision to not go for it on fourth and one in the fourth quarter in that loss versus the Raiders. 
it was a coaching decision made to look all the worse after rival Ravens coach John Harbaugh absolutely trolled Tomlin by going for it on fourth and short in the big win versus Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs Sunday night in Baltimore. It marked a stark contrast between these two teams. Despite three running backs going down to start the season, the Ravens are surging forward. And even with a first-round rookie runner, the Steelers appear to be going backwards. Among the ten big hits Big Ben took versus the Raiders, one has damaged his pectoral muscle. It's an injury that could keep him on the sideline versus the Cincinnati Bengals this Sunday. It was a brutal hit. But what was worse, Ben's defeated lineman didn't even have the dignity to help their battered 39-year-old quarterback off the ground after that hit. Perhaps they were too embarrassed, but it's unacceptable. So was their protection and blocking thus far this season. And if it doesn't change, and soon, there won't be a season. Ben won't survive, and Harris will not be a factor. Many predicted it, but now it's coming home to roost in Pittsburgh. The only question is what to do about it. We seek out those elusive answers in this emergency edition of your Steelers Update Podcast, so listen up. And be sure to check out my print column first thing Thursday on Penn Live. It will be packed with plenty of memes reflecting the mounting frustration and outright panic in the 412 area code. The Steelers' season is only two games old, but we are there already. And right now, let's get right to it. Hey, I know the defense uh, has its problems. I mean, the groin injuries are going around like candy on on, uh, Halloween. Uh, And we're not even out of September yet. But how bad is this offensive line? And how significant is the damage it is going to do to this Steelers' still young season? That's the crux of the problem in Pittsburgh. So we're going to the dean of Steelers' beat reporters who knows a thing or two about proper pass protection and blocking. Here is Ed Bouchette writing for The Athletic on the Steelers' offensive woes thus far in 2021. Quote, The Steelers have 114 yards rushing in two games, which not long ago would have been unacceptable output for them in one game. Their 57-yard average ranks last in the NFL by 10 yards per game. Many might say it's early yet, but as Yogi Berra once said after the clocks changed in the fall, quote, it's getting late early, unquote. Ben Roethlisberger threw 40 passes Sunday in the 26-17 loss to the Las Vegas Raiders. The Steelers ran it 14 times, twice by wide receivers, and just 10 times by the man who was to revive their running game, Mr. Najee Harris, who totaled 38 yards on the ground. Hey, at this point, the Steelers probably do not believe they can run the ball successfully. So why try? If there was a time to try, it would have been the opening series of Sunday's game with all the noise and excitement as Heinz Field hosted fans 
for the first time in a regular season game since 2019. And it was a scene, one that certainly was dashed by what followed on the field. Now back to Bouchette and, and his analysis. Instead, the Steelers opened in the shotgun and Roethlisberger threw a six-yard pass to Juju Smith-Schuster. Harris then ran for two yards. Another pass of five yards produced a first down. Yay! Then Harris was stuffed for a loss of one yard. The next two plays were a two-yard pass and an incomplete pass that Eric Ebron could not catch after Roethlisberger scrambled away from pressure. Harris has 83 yards rushing on 26 carries through two games. That's an average of 3.2 yards. Hey, he's looked good at times, as he did on two 14-yard gains Sunday, and on his short reception that he turned into a 25-yard touchdown scamper. But too often, there is nowhere to run as the holes never develop or collapse too quickly. If you put Jim Brown, Franco Harris, or Jerome Bettis behind that offensive line, they might be no more successful than Najee Harris has been to date. And it's not just the lack of a run game. Roethlisberger has found himself under the kind of pressure he hasn't faced in years. The offensive line not only can't block for the run, it can't protect its 39-year-old quarterback. Roethlisberger was hit 10 times by the Raiders, who did not blitz. Only his ability to avoid pressure and throw the ball while someone's grass saved him from several more sacks. The problem for the Steelers is the offensive line, which featured three Pro Bowl players in consecutive seasons not all that long ago. But it got old in a hurry, and four starters from last season are no longer here. Tomlin and general manager Kevin Colbert had no choice but to rebuild the line. And while those plans went somewhat awry after another injury to right tackle Zach Banner, hey, what else is new? Can, can Banner stay healthy? They could not have been comforting to Roethlisberger or to Najee Harris if he even realized what he was stepping into. It had all the makings of a mess, and so far, that's what it's become. The solution? The young players will have to develop quickly, or the disaster will continue, unquote. Now, that is, that is expert analysis from Ed Bouchette and The Athletic, and I can't urge you enough to get a subscription there, but, I mean, he just nailed it. My question is, hey, we all knew this was coming. I mean, shouldn't the Steelers have tried to fix it all, uh, well before the season? I mean, I, I think somebody ran the numbers, and they're spending like $12 million on their line, where most teams with uh, playoff hopes are spending double that, well over double that. So it's not like we, were, we weren't warned. I mean... Among the many panic buttons pressed in Pittsburgh about this porous line was this one from Pro Football Focus. As noted by Bouchette in his great column, the site predicted as much before the season when it ranked the line at number 31 in the NFL. And there's only 32 teams, by the way. They wrote this, quote, The Steelers enter 2021 with a big question mark all over the place 
and their offensive line looks like a bottom-tier unit unless players develop across the board, unquote. Hey, that prediction is now coming home to roost in Pittsburgh, and nobody likes it. Right now, the play of that Pittsburgh offensive line is so frightfully bad, it's filling Tomlin, who once refused to live in his fears, with plenty of trepidation, especially on fourth and one. Now we go to Mark Caboli and the Athletic for his observations on that fourth down call by Tomlin and all the ramifications this line is having on Ben Roethlisberger. He writes this, quote, Tomlin's decision to punt on fourth and one from his 34-yard line with 8.36 left in the game and trailing by nine against the Raiders was ranked as among the five worst coaching decisions over the weekend by Edge of Sports. Kaboli uh, kindly notes that, okay, one of the five worst. My question is, okay, what calls were worse? And then you have John Harbaugh down at the Big Crab Cake, and he made Tomlin look terrible when the Ravens coach relied on his line and his young QB, and he went for it late and kept the ball out of the hands of Mahomes and the Chiefs, and he sealed that great victory for the Ravens. And that was a nice call, Coach Harbaugh, and you know he loved rubbing it in Tomlin's face, regardless of if he'll ever say it. He loved it. Back in Pittsburgh, Roethlisberger's frustrations are rising, along with his many bumps and bruises, and now this pectoral injury that threatens to keep him out of Sunday's game versus Cincinnati in Pittsburgh. And it's all because of porous pass protection. Here's Caboli reading the Roethlisberger tea leaves in the quotes Big Ben had after that loss to the Raiders. Quote, there was a little dart at Tomlin for punting on fourth and one, with eight minutes left and down nine. Roethlisberger said he had no say in the matter. Quote, not when the punt team is running on the field, unquote. You saw it. You saw me. I didn't have a choice. And when he asked if he would have gone for it, Big Ben only grinned. As for coordinator Matt Canada's new offense, Caboli asked, hey, where is it? He writes this, quote, just like last week, we didn't see a whole ton of it. The pre-stat motions weren't as deliberate as they were in week one, and they weren't used nearly as much. The motions move the linebackers and get them out of their gap so the offense can gain yards. That wasn't the case against these Raiders, unquote. And as all the analysis of that game and what Ben did behind center, one of the glaring things that many are noting, the Steelers aren't going over the middle of the field with the football. And since last year's Ravens game in Pittsburgh, where they did that single high safety uh, protection, other teams are copying. They, they, they found the book on Ben and the Steelers. He doesn't go over the middle with the football. And, and they do the single high safety, and it's just shutting the Steelers' attack down. So, so there's other issues that, than the line, and we're yet to see this Matt Canada offense hit its stride. And it's only the second game, and the Steelers fans are already going after this offensive coordinator. So, hey, what else is new? Of course, Roethlisberger had a dart at Canada. For all the shotgun calls, Caboli notes this. 
Quote, that's what he's calling, and that's what we're going with, Roethlisberger said. We have some really good football players that we want to get on the football field, so if you don't have them out there, they are sitting on the bench doing nothing, unquote. Hey, so Ben, ben isn't happy with the coordinator either, but is he ever? I mean, you know, that's just Big Ben. But the bottom line for Caboli is this, quote, Roethlisberger was frustrated with the offense against the Raiders. In fact, he looked more frustrated than I've seen him, maybe going back to the five-interception performance he had against Jacksonville in 2017. The line and the running game aren't helping him, and surely he thinks that if the no-huddle offense had been in the playbook, it could have perked things up, unquote, from Caboli. And here's Ben sort of capping it all off with this kind of depressing assessment. Quote, we need to run the ball better. We need to throw the ball better. We need to do everything better on offense. We don't need to point to one thing. We need to point at the whole thing, unquote. And while Roethlisberger repeatedly said he must play better too, it begins with that group up front, a group that has yet to gel, as they say, in the NFL. Here's Caboli's assessment of the mess that is the state of the Steelers' O-line. Quote, the offensive line wasn't good as a whole. It allowed 18 pressures, but Kevin Dotson struggled. He's still the Steelers' best lineman, but he wasn't good at protecting Roethlisberger. He allowed three pressures and five hurries and allowed Roethlisberger to get banged around. Chakas Okutsfor played better than I was expecting, but he also allowed two pressures and two hurries. The offensive line is going to have to get back to basics and do what it said it was going to do all offseason, play power football with a mean mentality. We have yet to see that, and it's led to some third and long situations, unquote. Great stuff again from Kaboli, but I would say some third and long. First and second down aren't going anywhere right now in this Steelers offense, and that's a big problem. The net effect is that Steelers thus far are in neutral when they're not in reverse. So what to do? How to fix it? Believe it or not, Mike Tomlin does have a plan. Steelers fans, you may not like it all that much. Hey, not to mention Wobegon Roethlisberger not liking it much. Because the plan is to grin, grind, and gut it out until the O-line play improves. Here's Jim Rutter writing for Trib Live about the gut-wrenching grind that it is in store for the Steelers as they wait for this line to, quote, develop while trying to win a few football games in the process. Quote, one thing Tomlin isn't going to do is panic, and he's not going to make changes to a line that includes two rookies, one second-year player, and a second-year starter. Quote, we just have to keep working, Tomlin said. Indeed, this coach will ride the youthful line that counts center Kendrick Green and left tackle Dan Moore Jr. as rookies, left guard Kevin Dotson as a first-year starter, and Chuckus Okasfor as a second-year right tackle. The other right tackle, Zach Banner, remains on injured reserve for at least another week, and that removes a potential replacement from the equation. Said Tomlin, quote, development is that. It's development. It doesn't happen in an instant. It doesn't happen overnight. We're sensitive to that, but at the same time, there is urgency. We have ball games to win in the midst of this. We'll continue to work that balance of doing what we have to do in an effort to pursue victory, while at the same time growing individual 
individually and collectively in some areas where we are extremely young or inexperienced from a cohesion standpoint, unquote. In other words, Tomlin's saying, we got to grin and bear it with this line until it gets better. And that's the bottom line, Steelers fans. Welcome to what they call in Hollywood development hell. It's where movie projects go to die. In Pittsburgh, it could be where a once exciting Steelers season goes to rot behind an offensive line never built or battle-tested to succeed. We'll see. I mean, we're going to see in Cincinnati when they come into Heinz Field. We'll see what we have. We'll see if Ben plays. We'll see if Najee can cut loose. We'll see. I mean, it's, we're waiting and seeing right now. But right now, the early returns on this line are abysmal. But we're going to cover it, the good, bad, and ugly, right here on your Steelers Update podcast. And, of course, log on to Penn Live anytime for your real-time Steelers news. And go Steelers, beat them bungles. <laughs>